social media for beautiful food and inspiration. Cities 
everybody. Welcome to Down Ballot. We do the show live for now every Friday, 8 p.m. Pacific, right here at twitch.tv slash Echoplex Media. If you're checking out the podcast of this, make sure you follow us on Twitch. Uh, username there is Echoplex Media, one word, all lowercase, although I don't think most of the internet is case sensitive, especially not the address bar. I'm producer Dave. You can find me damn near anywhere. Greetings and salutations, ladies and gentlemen. Man, am I lagging a little bit? A little bit. All right. No, no worries. Well, uh, you can find me on this show every weekend, 8 p.m. Uh, on Friday nights, generally speaking. We'll let you know if that's going to change. Um, other than that, check me out on the Twitter at T-H-E underscore councilman, where I'm always popping off about some local other. Uh Yeah. Producer Dave, good to see you as always. Good to see you as well. Um, I <clears throat> just wanted to say hi to the chat. We've uh, we've uh, we've been having some fun lately. Uh, been hitting that hitting those triple digits a little bit here and there on the viewer count late at night. So that's good. Um, yeah, just shout out to the chat room. Shout out to everybody who hangs out for all the shows. We had a great great fun last night. Justin freaking joined us like coming into the OBS Ninja like the Kool Aid Man unannounced last night, and we had a, we had a good time talking about Fire by Night and cults in the Satanic Panic and shit. Good times last night. And the media wench will be back on her normal schedule, I believe, starting uh, Sunday. She'll probably be back on the big show and uh, doing Red, White, and Blueprint on um, Monday. That's some shit going on up in Shasta County. She changed her overlay to make it look like she's uh, on the TV screen in the uh, Shasta County Board of Soups meeting. Oh, that's hot. The big, uh, like the big, the the big, um, the big, there's like a projector screen. And so she's put her camera... (laughs) Like on that's for her fucking overlay. So it's going to be great. Check that out on Monday. And yeah, just check out all of our stuff. Excellent. Well, shall we get into the docket? Yeah. What do we got for leading off? Well, it could be a nothing burger. It could be a whole something burger, but I guess that's what Napa County is. It's just Napa County is just the onion that you peel back and it's a gift that keeps on giving or whatever kind of metaphor you want to go with. But uh, anyway, uh, there's a winery that's looking for some help. So if you're looking for a job, you might want to apply, but there's some special qualifications. A Napa Valley winery is getting a lot of attention for what some believe is a cult-like job posting. Today's Chronicle <laughs> reports Dry Farms Winery is looking for what they describe as a loyalty coordinator. The long job posting says the ideal candidate must be ready to join their, quote, family and practice group meditation every day. It says the ideal candidate must also be on board with the company's code of creation, which includes what many consider some far out ideas. However, the job posting does not spell out what the specific duties are of the job. That's crazy. They didn't give you any they didn't give you any information in the story. I wanted to know what the fucking weird shit in the job posting was, why people thought it was a cult. Yeah, very strange. Uh, It's but again, another one of those stories that we see very often in down ballot. Right where uh, there seems to be a lot missing, um, a few a few pieces of the puzzle, perhaps. Uh, so perhaps we'll find out more as this case unfolds. Uh, but again, if if you're looking for work, you know, a little meditation never hurt anybody, especially if you're working in a winery. I don't know the people who use Sam Harris's app might disagree with you, but that's a whole other thing. <laughs> What's the strangest prerequisite you ever had to, you know, have on uh, to get a job? Just a drug test. Mm. 
None of my business. That's bu- dangerous. None of their business if I smoke marijuana. Well, that's tr- definitely true now. Yeah. Um, well, we will keep an eye on that. Napa County, we're watching you. Still, pipe bombs are recreational. <laughs> All right, so uh, winners and losers? Yeah, let's move on to winners and losers. Yeah, so you you and I both found just nothing but vac stories from around the Bay Area this week, so it's, it's thought all, we might just take a tour. Yeah, it's all about the fucking uh, the Delta variant of COVID. Yeah, so do, have you had it yet? No. Today in the Bay, I'm Marcus Washington. And I'm Laura Garcia. Well, now to the pandemic and the surge in cases here at Johnson Live in San Francisco this morning. Sierra leaders in two Bay Area cities now considering these mask mandates. Good morning. Yeah, that's exactly right. They're considering these mask mandates not only because of the increase in cases, but also because as the, the CDC, they recommended that folks, regardless of vaccination status, that they wear their masks indoors in some of those areas where they've seen an uptick in cases. Well, the first city, San Francisco, that's where Mayor London Breed is considering issuing a mask mandate for indoors. The Chronicle is reporting that she's currently talking to the city attorney's office about an indoor mask mandate, as well as how to go further with the vaccine mandate. The paper explained the mayor is hoping for more clarity by the end of the week or early next week. And it's a similar story in Berkeley. Berkeley side is reporting the increase of COVID cases has prompted the mayor of Berkeley to pressure city officials there to make an indoor mask rule for everyone in the city of Berkeley. And with more cities and communities in the state preparing to reinstate masks, the state of California is following the lead of the city. CDC by recommending folks, regardless of vaccination status, wear masks indoors in some of those areas that have seen those upticks. And take a listen to this. Now, the Associated Press is reporting that California officials say that 90% of California residents um, are living in areas where community spread is now considered to be high or substantial. So this, this situation really hitting a lot of folks here in the state and a lot of cities already talking with their uh, law offices and their city officials on how to rectify it. We're live in San Francisco, Sierra Johnson for today in the Bay. Well, it looks like, um, <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. Looks like, uh, looks like we're probably going to get the mask mandates again. Most definitely come back, uh, and you might even start to see some vaccine mandates beyond what we're going to see upcoming here in terms of uh, you know employees and people who can the government can actually. Uh, mandate and uh, required to get the vaccine. You might see that spread a little further beyond, uh, but we'll see. And what do the what do the people feel about it? Do we have some stories about you know any any polling or research to let us know how people are feeling? Um, check out the upfront hour of the Sunday show if you want to know what the what the mm. craziest people in the world think about the new <laughs> new upcoming mask mandate or the potential of another mask mandate or the vaccine uh, or any of that. I have a feeling that the back and forth is just validating everything or they feel it's validating everything they have to say. Yeah. There's, there's, it's the, the it's back to the people pissed off about masks now and the, on the upfront <laughs> on Sunday. So it's going to be, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Anyway, our next story in, uh, uh, winners and losers is, uh, looks like a majority of, uh, San Francisco restaurants seem to support Mac vaccine requirements for indoor dining. Uh, well, speaking of the people can't, uh, can't really, can't really, blame them for it let's take you outside for a live look at san francisco a new survey shows more than half of restaurants in the city 
support vaccination requirements for indoor dining. But there are questions about how owners would make those rules work. NBC Barry's Christy Smith spoke with several restaurant owners. We're lucky in the fact that all of our workers are vaccinated. At Canela Bistro and Wine Bar in San Francisco's Castro District, owner Matt Schuster is looking ahead at what he may do. I think it's just a natural chain of events, which uh, the direction that we're headed is that we're going to have to start asking for vaccination cards. It doesn't seem that things are getting any better. As the Delta variant circulates, more people are asking to eat outside again. He took part in a survey from the Golden Gate Restaurant Association that found 63% are supportive of an indoor vaccination requirement that includes customers and staff. It tells me that a lot of Independent restaurant owners are, are willing to make some compromises if it lets us keep everybody healthy and keep us in business. Lori Thomas is with the Restaurant Association. They did not issue a blanket recommendation, but strongly asked employers to require workers be vaccinated. Sometimes restaurants, she says, have different challenges than bars. Restaurants have multiple entrances. Restaurants have people like delivery drivers coming in and out, sometimes vendors coming in and out. Certainly customers coming in and out, people sitting outside. That's a really difficult one to deal with. Pete Sitnik with Water Bar and Epic Steak says they're looking at the data and certainly don't take the issue lightly. With regards to requiring guests proof of vaccination, it's a very difficult one for a restaurant. So we would be in favor of it if it was a, a government mandate, either the state or the city. In San Francisco, Christy Smith, NBC Bay Area News. Aha. So we'll do it, but only if the government says we have to. Well, everyone I, has to. I, I think that maybe the maybe this person would also be for it, but just doesn't want to have the fucking argument with people. Hmm. That might be like the reason that they, they're like, well, we would do this if we were mandated to do it. Maybe, you know, maybe it isn't just that he's like, well, I'll only do it if you make me. Maybe it's more like, well, if you make me, then I can't fucking, then I don't have to waste time arguing with some idiot. Like, you know, this is uh, mandated by the, by the state or the county or whatever. Then it makes it easier that he can just shirk the responsibility off on the state, the city or the county. Sure. Uh, you know. In the meantime, he can just say, well, you know, I, I, I like, I'm not against it. If you make me do it, we'll do it. No problem. But you know, it's a burden and it's difficult and you know, we'll, well figure it out in the meantime. What he was, what they were saying is that like, a lot of times entrance to a restaurant is not as controlled as entrance to a bar. Hmm. So there might be more, more doors. So it might be a right. little, might be harder to, you know, to try to enforce it. Oh, absolutely. The back door I go through to my favorite breakfast burrito spot, you know? Oh yeah. I know all about that. Well, I, it, it's not every restaurant, but some bigger restaurants, they have like all uh, fucking doors everywhere. Like, Oh yeah. Oh, so yeah. so it's, it's, it's a little more, it's just more difficult. I think, Whereas at a bar, you have somebody checking their somebody's ID at the only point of entry to the bar, right? Or the only like you know legit. I guess you could find a way to sneak into the back of a bar, but the only legitimate point of entry into a bar, there's already probably somebody there checking IDs. So it's like not really that different than what they're already doing. I guess you can get it on your an app or on your phone, like some digital vaccination proof. I figure those pa those paper cards are way too easy to fabricate or you know copy. Um, Pretty sure I could make a copy of mine. Yeah, I um. There's a there's a QR code on it though. Um, copying it's easy enough. Uh, I have pictures of my vaccine card in like my LastPass wallet or whatever. Mm, there you go. But uh, that's a good idea. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. 
I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know enough about like the the ins and outs of all this and how they're doing it or whatever. But uh, I think the I think the main idea is sure some people might forge it or whatever. But the mm-hmm. idea is to like kind of tell people who don't want to get vaccinated maybe that they're not welcome at your fucking restaurant without having to actually tell them that they're not fucking welcome at your restaurant. Like you can't put up a big sign that says no anti-vaxxers, but you can certainly say we require you know proof of vaccine if you're going to come inside and eat here or drink or drink especially as, drink as the next as the next story we'll uh we'll go into a little more detail back here in the bay area COVID numbers continue to trend up and that has an increasing number of restaurants and bars in san francisco reacting more and more of them are now requiring people to prove they're vaccinated before heading inside nbc bay area's ginger conahero Saab is in san francisco with more you won't just get carded anymore at bars and restaurants in San Francisco. More and more of them are asking people to prove they're vaccinated. Like Seven Stills Brewery and Distillery, which started asking for verification on Friday, but not for everyone. Proof of vaccination just means either you have your actual card or a photo of your card. That's okay. Um, but that's only inside. Outside, you can dine and drink in our beer garden or a parklet. No proof of vaccination required. Mr. Tipple's recording studio, a jazz club, has made a similar move. But since this bar only has indoor space, all of its musicians, staff, and now customers are required to be vaccinated and show proof of it. It was done in order to keep our staff, our community, our musicians um, safe and hopefully to prevent an, another shutdown. The verdict is still out for some bar goers. This is our first time encountering it, so we don't really know what's required yet. And it's a big logistical issue in a lot of ways, but um, I think businesses have the right to enforce something. While others are completely on board. I think it's great. I think it's great. I don't know how we're all gonna get out of this if there isn't some way to prove that people are vaccinated. San Francisco Bar Owner Alliance President Ben Blyman says, bars in the city are choosing to keep their staff and patrons safe and not necessarily taking a moral stance on vaccination. The group, which represents more than 300 bar owners in San Francisco, will announce an updated policy on vaccination status Monday morning. But so far, he says 85% of bar owners in the city are in favor of requiring proof of vaccination for indoor customers. Ginger Conahero Saab, NBC Bay Area News. The bar, yeah, that's easier at the bar. I mean, they already have a system in which they verify people's age. So just right. at the point where they verify your age, they also verify right. your vaccine status. Maybe takes a, a, a little bit longer or whatever, but it's it's. I just think it's a different proposition than the restaurants who don't have that like system in place for their patrons who aren't at the bar. They might card somebody at the bar, but that's like once you've gotten to the fucking bar, right? right? So it's... I think it's just a different proposition, easier for the bars. Yeah, it takes a little bit longer to get your drink. Good Lord. It already takes forever anyway, so a few seconds more, it's not going to bother anybody. Um, and maybe they get it integrated with your ID card somehow, right? The vaccination the conspiracy check. theories would lose, the conspiracy theorists would lose their fucking mind if they did that. Wouldn't they though? But, so I mean, that's a good reason, get, that's a good reason to do it. Yeah, more data just added to that magnetic strip or whatever, or the, the, the tag in your ID card, right? Just, I, yeah, it, like it tells that's a good reason to do it. I just yeah, think yeah. any any way you can bother or annoy conspiracy theories, theorists, I'm on board with, honestly. Then we should absolutely get it so that you can have a chip implanted in your neck that can be scanned, right, on the way into a bar. <laughs> boop, 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 like with a little uh, grocery scanner. I actually wouldn't mind, like, somebody's like, oh, the people are going to microchip you. I'm like, well, what does the microchip do? 
right? I, I'd be down. If it's Bionic if it's like manual. if it's like read only and it has like my driver's license number and uh, like I don't know any relevant medical information or something on it that like be cool. for people with diabetes, maybe if you get in a car accident or whatever. Sure. You know, your wallet, your your wallet went flying or whatever, and they can't find out who you are. They just scan your fucking wrist Mm -hmm. and now they know who you are. And, uh, and, and, you know, to the extent that it would be possible under HIPAA laws, maybe your medical history comes up if you're in the right kind of place. Of course it wouldn't be on the chip. It would just connect, you know, but yeah, that would piss off conspiracy theory theorists hella bad. So I'm like all for it. This is great, man. I'm loving this. You could, you could have a, you know, EMTs could have their own scanner. Yeah. Right. Uh, that was that was coded just to get your medical information. Right. Oh, let's find out if he's got a heart condition, so we shouldn't shock him. Right. Or just stuff like like emergency kind of stuff you just have on the chip. Right. Heart yeah, condition. Who's your, who's your who's your medical directive person? Right. Well, uh, uh, yeah, stuff like yeah. Who's your you know your 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 contact like your emergency con like stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't put your whole medical history on there, but like certainly diabetes, um, epilepsy. You know things opt in i guess but yeah i don't take the chip fuck it give me the chip give me the fuck plus it does it have can i just scan can i just pay for things with my wrist can i prove that i'm vaccinated with my wrist can i just bill gates can i just scan over my chip can i scan my wrist over somebody's little fucking thing at the bar so they don't have to check my id like (laughs) i could go without a wallet if i had that thing it's true right it's kind of like the wallet in uh the the fast pass or whatever app Multi-pass. 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 <laughs> Gets you anywhere. So we're going to move down to Santa Clara County where we live. The are, uh, All the county employees, I guess, are... Uh, yeah, including their good wife. They're ordering... I think requiring is a better word for the news to use. Order. No, they're requiring it. They don't. You can't order you to do it because you could just not do it and then get fired. That's true. So they're requiring it. They are requiring it. Especially oh. if you want to come back and work in the office. Which not everyone does. You'd be surprised. Or maybe you wouldn't be. ...has not yet announced its policy to require workers to get vaccinated. But as we reported, it is coming. And the new information from the CDC about the COVID variant will only accelerate the process. I think what all the new information shows is that it's oh, all the James. more critical for everyone to get vaccinated. Santa Clara County appears to be ready to take a hard stand on vaccinations and COVID precautions. Just this week, while the county reinstituted a mandate for county employees to wear masks at work, regardless of vaccination status, Santa Clara County is also preparing to exceed state rules on vaccinations. While California is requiring its employees to get vaccinated or be masked and get tested weekly the county will soon require employees to get vaccinated or lose your job what we are going to be implementing is an actual vaccination mandate meaning you need to get vaccinated unless you have uh, for example a medical exemption some unions have already expressed skepticism and mallory barr an attorney for the costanzo law firm which specializes in employee litigation says the county is on solid legal ground but anticipates legal challenges Challenges among the arguments. This infringes on individual freedoms and liberties. Um, but again, I think employers are within their rights to demand such vaccines from employees, and so long as they comply with the ADA and Title VII. Barr emphasizes the public should not view the mandate as punitive, but as a necessary health precaution. County leaders say they expect to roll out the mandate sometime next week. In San Jose, Robert Honda, NBC Bay Area News. 
Yeah, that's that's reasonable. I don't I don't understand like why like especially like if you work for like the county, um, <clears throat> that's like a place where I think that would be the first place to like do a a mask mandate would be like government or not a mask mandate a vaccine mandate would be like government jobs. Absolutely, uh, places where you're uh, public facing, dealing with the public, you know, in the community constantly, uh, not just in a interactive kind of a way where you could easily transfer and transit the disease or the virus you and also just in terms of a you know setting example right and being uh, uh you know setting a good example being a role model for the rest of the community um we want to hold our public servants to a higher standard so uh, yeah you would hope that 100 percent would get vaccinated period just because they're public service and that's kind of the mentality but we've already found that that's not the case even among those who are you know entrusted to serve and protect us uh so yeah, I, I, I don't see why not. And I don't see a big problem with any employer um, requiring it. Yeah. I, um, it's the right. I don't, I don't think that, uh, I don't think there's going to be a lot of uh, employers who are uh, going to re- I don't know. I don't think a lot of like, well, maybe the big, like big, the big employers might require it, but I just think that, I don't know. I think like a lot of people are going to make a lot of, um, they're going to make a lot of people will make a lot of fuss about it. And like smaller employers aren't going to want to fucking deal with it. Yeah. And, and, and the bigger ones will make excuses about it. And I mean, at this point, if you're not vaccinated, you're just being irresponsible, frankly. So I, I don't know that this is going to change anything or if mandate's going to change anything when you were a kid. I mean, that's why I think about really these folks is they're immature little kids who are just, either deliberately or, un, or non-deliberately just trying to ruin things for the rest of us. You know, when you were a kid, when you were told not to do something, you know, I, I don't know about you. It made me a little more, maybe not inclined to do it, but maybe a little more uh, enticed or excited about the idea of doing it. I don't know. So um, the, constantly saying that you should get it like a school marm maybe isn't the right way to go um and perhaps mandates aren't the right way to go but we shall see we shall see we shall see and i i believe i fixed i believe i fixed the problem you were having i believe so too and this this sounds lovely i only hear one of myself um although it's kind of cool to be able to hear how i sound to listener and viewer out there (laughs) at the same time at the same time as i hear myself in my own head um but thank you and two of myself, I mean, the good wife will tell you that that's just my wet dream is having two of myself on this show. Um, <laughs> anyway, long story short, yes. So that's that's one uh, employer. Uh, and uh, as we take a tour around the Bay, we're seeing all sorts of react- different kinds of reactions to the kind of confusion that's out there in terms of what's the right thing to do. Um, and so in, uh, in this particular case, uh, we're, we're hearing that there are some experts out there that local news goes to, and they're, uh, they're going to tell us about the safety of going back to school. Well, we'll see. This is ABC Seven's news site, so anything could happen when we. Uh, oh my God! When we press play, we could get rickrolled. The Delta variant oh, underscores the anxiety over students going back to school this fall. ABC Seven News reporter Dustin Dorsey has information to ease the stress for parents. 
It may be still two weeks away, but it's never too early to get ready for school for third grade student Suhani Runval. I'm really excited to go back to school because um, for the last year I couldn't go to school and I couldn't meet my friends and couldn't play with them. She's not the only one ready. Today, Bay Area County superintendents announced their support for a full return to classrooms. Suhani's parents are happy for her to get back, but the recent surge of COVID-19 has given them some doubts. If uh, school districts or management is making sure that they are doing the best to avoid these uh, situations. At this point of time, we are kind of okay, but if that continue even worse from here, yes, we will have concern and then we have to stop sending our daughter to the schools. UCSF infectious disease specialist Dr. Peter Chin Hong understands the concern, but says science proves the school setting is safe. We're talking about a virus that doesn't like kids. There are no, uh, very few ACE receptors, uh, which are the landing pads that the virus go onto before entering the body in kids compared to adults and that's why they're probably protected so you start off by not having a lot of biological reasons for the kids to get infected you layer on protections of masks it you know makes for a very safe environment still with counties like san francisco set to send students back for the first time there could be anxiety the child mind institute suggests parents have a calm and open-ended conversation with their students and validate their anxious feelings if they have them kids look to parents and teachers for cues as to how to feel we need to to be role models for them for how to stay calm even when things are uncertain. That's just very important for them to see us be calm and then they can feel calm. In the South Bay, Dustin Dorsey, ABC7. So that just cut off in a weird place. I don't know. I guess we're just going to have to see what the fuck happens, right? Yeah, I mean, you know what's going to happen, though. I mean, the first place you get an outbreak, the first school where you get an outbreak, it's it's going to be, you know, oh, the, the parents are going to sue the school, right? How could you reopen? You, uh, you didn't have enough safety precautions in place. My kid got COVID because of you. And these are the same parents who are now out there suing the school district to reopen the schools and saying that they're, they've got their heads up their ass. So, uh, yeah, I can completely see this just com- flipping on its head. And parents like, I mean, that guy, that parent just said it right there. You know, if, if things you know, we really want her to go back to school and we really want to get back to our daily routine. But, but if things go bad, you know, we will pull our kid out of the school. Right. So this is not the end. Um, I think this is like they said, uh, this, the the issues here are going to go on and this, these variants are going to continue to increase and expand and and propagate, promulgate, (laughs) and we're going to deal with this. And, uh, to some extent, we're going to have to roll with punches but I don't see parents and and the folks that are um, the ones out there waving signs in the street, you know, are really the ones that are going to you know going to be comfortable with rolling with it, right? You made tend- you, you made a really good point about the parents being mad about the outbreak, probably being the same fucking parents who were mad that the school was closed in the first place. I'm like, I'm, I'm thinking those are the same. Uh, you know that I'm thinking that's not even a Venn diagram. I'm thinking that's like mostly a circle. Same subset, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, and I know this from experience. I know this absolutely from experience and having to deal with it. It was, you know, um, you want a quick example? Uh, recently, when uh, we had the wildfires, maybe two. This is two years ago, three years ago, right? When when we first started having those really bad wildfires, the smoke would was just, you know, uh, completely clouding our air, pretty much, right? You go outside, and it's orange. And, you know, schools were getting calls off the hook, you know, from parents. Oh, you know, you got to, 
why are you open? Why are you making my kid go to school, you know, and go outside and be in the, in the smoke? And it's like, no, we're making them go to a classroom that's ventilated and, and has a, you know, a, uh, you know, appropriate filtration systems on the ventilation and it's, you know, uh, air conditioned and they're learning something and they're with their friends and, you know, they're just as safe as any more so than if they were at home with you. Right. So why should we close the school just because you can have someone or you can be home with your kid for, you know, eight hours today doesn't mean that other kids have the same luxury. Right. Um, so no, we're not closing the schools. Right. No, you've got to do it because of this, because of this smoke, right? And then the one time, um, like the next day, there's a, a norovirus outbreak, which is like a, like a stomach flu, right? Outbreak. Right. You know, uh, <laughs> why, why, uh, why did you let my kid go to school? Why did you let my kid go to school? You should have shut down the school, right? Uh, and then there's a police activity like three blocks away from the school, right? Or a half a mile away from the school. Close the it, school. You know, all exactly it's all over on next door why didn't you close the school <laughs> it's like uh, so it's like well it's just, if there was if there was a crime happening and we closed the school and the kids all left they would be outside where the crime was right right <laughs> if there was a crime right and then it's something like this a legitimate thing right something legitimately happens there is a safety breach on campus why did you close the school why did you send my kids home you know it wasn't anything it was just some kids throwing firecrackers you know, I, I had to come home in the middle of the day and pick up my kid. Um, yeah, same parents. Absolutely the same parents. So I, I can't wait to see what they get upset about next. Well, let's see what big tech has to say about vaccines and the Delta variant. I can't imagine what they're feeling about it. Facebook we'll, we'll, was like, we'll oh, look at this monster we created. Let's not let it on campus. That's what Facebook did, probably. Well, we'll find out. It's KTVU, so. Four employees return to work as coronavirus cases spike statewide. I think it's a natural reaction that companies want to get past the COVID pandemic, and we know that vaccines are effective. Sometimes I, I don't know how to feel about the, like, full vaccine mandate, just because I know there's so many people who have been miseducated on the topic. Silicon Valley Company leading the charge on vaccine mandates. Good evening. I'm Julie Hayner. And I'm Alex Savage. Frank Somerville is off tonight. Google, Lyft and Facebook all requiring in-person employees get the shot as those companies confront a coronavirus. Yo, to the extent that the people on Facebook don't want to get the vaccine, they learn why they don't want to get the vaccine on Facebook. Right. <laughs> why, oh, why didn't you want to get the why don't you want to get the vaccine, Bob? Well, I read my Facebook feed, Melanie. <laughs> I got. I saw a, a tweet, or if, yeah, I saw a Facebook post from a, a trusted source. My cousin is he a doctor? No, he's a golfer. But he ran an ad. Right. He, he ran a sponsored post. Return to work. Apple is also taking action, reinstating its mask requirement at stores. KTV's Amber Lee live tonight in Palo Alto with Silicon Valley's latest pandemic response. Amber. Alex, starting tomorrow, Apple will require everyone, vaccinated or not, to wear a mask inside most of its retail stores. And employees who work at its corporate offices will also have to wear a mask. An employee here at this Apple store on University Avenue in Palo Alto tells me starting Thursday, this location is among most of its more than 270 retail stores in the U.S. to require staff and customers to mask up even if they are vaccinated. I've lost a family member to COVID 
And I, I recently have another family member that's in the hospital with COVID. So, I mean, it's, it's better, better to be safe than sorry. Apple said that it would push back employees' return to office date from September to October. Google is also delaying its return to office date from September to mid-October. Twitter has decided to immediately close its opened offices in San Francisco and New York, as well as pause future office reopenings. Google and Facebook will require employees who return to company offices to be vaccinated against the coronavirus. Yo, you have Facebook's like, oh, look at this monster we created. Oh, it can't come here. Actually, we won't let it, it you know. We right. created this, we, we incentivized and profited off this anti-vaccine movement, not just during COVID, but, you know, for the last 10 years. But nah, nah, yeah. we're not going to deal with any of the actual conflict. No, 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 no. Don't bring them. No, don't bring the anti-vaxxers here. No, we believe in the free speech and the freedom of expression, right? And shared ideas and coming together around shared ideas. That's really what Facebook's all about. It creates a community of, of, of the world, really. Um, so yeah, we, 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 but we really can't have that. We really can't have that here. That's just not, you have to, you have to clean yourself up and get the vaccine. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I can't believe this after like a fucking year and a half yeah, of ev every bit of COVID misinformation you could have ever imagined being shared on Facebook and probably monetized through ads until at least they got some pressure to stop. Now Facebook is like, yeah, whatever yeah not a problem fine. not a problem yeah. it's 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 other people not our employees and staff nope 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 and nope. you see you say to them but you created the problem they're like well you know i mean I'm just you know well you know it's the, it's the way it goes we buddy we built our bubble you know we're cool as long as we're cool you know we want to let the world just be man we want to let people be who they are and come together around shared ideas and values and conspiracy theories and if they pay us for it if they pay us to get following, then so be it. That's just business. That's just capitalism. It's right, the but way they, of life. But they can never come here if they're not vaccinated. No, but you definitely not to our campus. God forbid. It's like Frankenstein's, Frankenstein's like, I created a monster, but oh, now somebody else's problem. Oh, yeah, I'll let him, I'll let him out. Like, but I'm going to board up the castle for sure. <laughs> I, don't want that shit, I don't want that shit coming back here. Oh, oh and, you know, Palo Alto. Uh, the homeless... The poor people on the street, the unhoused, we need to do something. What? What What the what? The what? Oh, behind my house? No, that, no, not here. I didn't mean here in Palo Alto. I meant, you know, us. Like, uh, somewhere else. Us. Somewhere else, us, right? Like, the broader us. Saratoga or, you know, San Jose or, I don't know, Monasterino. Not us, Palo Alto. <laughs> Facebook won't even take people out to lunch or arrange any travel. <laughs> Technology analyst Larry Maggot says the changes make sense, that these tech giants are a large driving force in the economy. These are companies that have a large, young workforce. They're well-educated, and I think that they're, they're under a lot of pressure from their own employees to be safe. At the patio in downtown Palo Alto, a tech worker tells me he's vaccinated and is waiting for word as to when he can return to company offices. I miss the togetherness, um, just having your co-workers around you bounce ideas off each other. Dr. Blair Bigham works in ICU at Stanford. He says the Delta variant has thrown a wrench in many companies' reopening plans. If we can't rely perfectly on the vaccine to keep everybody safe, what else can we do? And it may be that making sure that more people are vaccinated is the answer. I wouldn't get the vaccine, so if they require me to get it at work, find something different. 
This man who's vaccinated says he delayed due to concerns about side effects. It's going to take a while for people to just uh, change their, their whole uh, mindset about getting vaccinated. The mask policy does not appear to be the same at all Apple stores. Unlike this store in downtown Palo Alto, an employee at the San Francisco Union Square store tells me customers who show proof of vaccination will not have to wear a mask. That employee also says mask requirements are at the discretion of each store manager. Alex? All right, KTVU's Amber Lee reporting live for us tonight. Amber, thank you. And Lyft has sent a similar message to its employees requiring Yo, that person who was a tech analyst didn't say shit about like where the problem with the anti-vaxxers comes from in the first place. Sure. And where the disinformation is coming from and where, you know, asking, we follow up, ask these guys, well, where did, where did you get that information? Where, why were you concerned about the side effects? Why, you know, where did you hear about the side effects? Where did you hear about the harms caused by the vaccine? Um, yeah. I mean, it occurs to me the people that aren't also the people that aren't getting the vaccine or hesitant to, or just, you know, have any hesitancy at all. Don't believe they can get COVID at the end of the day, or they just don't believe that COVID exists or that it's as bad of a thing as everyone's making it out to be. They obviously have never exper- haven't experienced it themselves or had someone who's been in a really bad way or died or been really ill from it. They just don't believe they can get it. I, I have to believe that part, there's a big sub- big subset of them that, that that's true. Um, not that they're like weighing, well, I could get COVID or I could get the vaccine and give me the side effects. Uh, I don't think they're making that decision. I think that they just don't think they're going to get COVID. I think, I think a lot of it too. And like, it's, it's a, like a, something maybe broader, but it's something I, uh, I talk about. I'll probably talk about it more later tonight. Uh, the conspiracy theory stuff. It's not so much about the belief. It's like about the community and the, um, it's like mm-hmm. becomes like ingrained in someone's identity. Like you're no yeah. longer just like uh, trying to deal with somebody who has the wrong facts. You're like, you're like going after their very identity. And that's because these communities have been allowed to foster primarily on Facebook. And these people are all like internet friends and they're all anti-vaccine internet friends. And so now it's like built into this sort of positive uh, experience that they think they're having on Facebook where, you know, people tell them they're right. People love being told they're right. So, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a cult of, it's like a cult of personality. It's a cult of, of values without, some sort of central organizing tenant or organization, right? It's just, it's, you're right. You're absolutely right. They've built this community around conspiracy, right? And to the point where they don't see it as, cons- I mean, the conspiracy is on our side, right? To them, right? The, the conspiracy is on the inside and they're trying to re- uh, you know, wrestle it out and, 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 and meet it out. Um, and you're right. Like the, the, you, they are latched into these values, into these ideas ind- independently, right? Oh, I don't want to get the vaccine. Oh, chemtrails. Oh, you know, aluminum foil on my head, whatever. Independently, you can be like, well, how, why in the world would you hold this position, right? This is not defensible. It's just not right, not logical. And yet, in the greater context, you're right. In, the, in terms of the, the value system, and, you know, it's all, it's all uh, part and parcel to that. It's all a brick in their wall, right? So you take any one brick out and the whole thing falls apart. So they can't let go of any one brick. Um, yeah. And, and, they'll buy, and they'll buy into the next one. They'll put, they'll slap the next brick on the wall. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's just, you know, I don't, you know, you read those stories about people who like literally had their fucking partner be like, no, it's, you have to stop doing this crazy QAnon stuff or I'm leaving. Mm-hmm. And they chose QAnon. They chose Q, but, but right. they didn't choose it because they think it's correct. I'm telling you, they chose it because of the the, the kind of pseudo community 
yeah. the, the fake community that was built around it, where everybody was telling them that they were enlightened and special. And maybe their partner was like, well, you know, I love you, but I mean, you're not really that special. You know, nobody's that special. I'm glad you're, I'm glad you're married, but no, you don't have the secrets to the universe, actually. Anyone been in a relationship long enough knows that feeling where it's like, ah, man, it's sort of, wow, you're going to be there tomorrow, aren't you? Shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not, you know, and it just is what it is. You, and you either figure out a way to, um, to get past that and remember that, you know, you do love this person and you want to be, you know, they're your friends with this person. <laughs> you want to be with this person or, you know, you don't. Um, but yeah, you're right. It, 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 it's really frightening to see that. I think that people just want to, they want that they need that community sometimes more than they need the individual, right? The, the, other, the other person, the other, the other half, right? Because the other half may not understand them anymore. Or they don't think they do. Right. My, my wife doesn't understand me. I was forced into this. I had, you know, she got pregnant and I had to get married to her. Whereas they chose, right. And maybe they didn't choose their wife, their spouse. I shouldn't just make them a man. Maybe they didn't choose their spouse or their partner. Maybe, uh, that was kind of forced upon them in a way by societal st social standards or other standards or other obligations. And yet they chose Q, they chose this path, right? They chose this community and that's their sisters and their brothers, right? Just like any, any uh, gang or posse that we choose to follow, right? In our own value system, um, they're our ride or dies, right? Yep. So, anyway, go, going off, going off. Well, Winners and losers. The the winners here, again, are the folks who are are vaccinated and tr trying their best. But we're also losers because we're getting screwed by everyone else who's uh, not necessarily looking out for the better interest of everyone. Oh, well, who needs to get their shit together this week? Solano County, apparently. Oh shit, yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> Solano County. For those of you who don't know, or aren't from the Bay Area, or if you've been following Bay Area COVID news. Solano County has been lagging behind every other uh, county of the nine Bay Area counties, nine-ish counties that, that border the Bay, um, in terms of vaccination rates. Well, early it was testing rates, and then it was, you know, they were uh, blowing up with cases, and now they're lagging behind in vaccination rates. And surprise, surprise, their health officer uh, is probably a big cause of that. Oh, no. I'm going to get yes. hell mad, right? Oh, yes, very much so. This is a professional, like, public servant health officer we're about to meet. If we see video of this person and they're doing this shit from a wooden room, I'm going to lose my mind. <laughs> I can't guarantee they won't have a tinfoil hat on. County has been seeing 100 new COVID cases a day. That's more than double than just last week. But the county health officer says masking up indoors isn't the key to turning that trend around. It's kind of like a, a paint by water. Folks at Art Centric in Benicia have been enjoying creating art without their masks on but that may soon change. The CDC says with cases surging nationwide, the science suggests even vaccinated people should resume wearing masks. In areas with substantial and high transmission, CDC recommends fully vaccinated people wear masks in public indoor settings to help prevent the spread of the Delta variant and protect others. 
Nothing has changed with respect to the science to warrant CDC's change in recommendation. Solano County's health officer says he's not going to follow the CDC's lead. He calls the recommendation misguided. The transmission that is occurring that is causing the surge is all in people's homes, backyards, parties, camping, and is not in the environment where these masking recommendations are going to apply. Most people we talked to in Solano County today say they will follow the CDC's guidance. Oh. Solano County not echoing the recommendation. The owner of Art Centric put her masks required sign back up again this afternoon. But now that we're seeing cases rise, I have to protect oh my God, I love her. my customers because I'd like us to be finished with this and just, you know, everybody get vaccinated so we can get past the masks and just get past the whole COVID thing to get all together. Yeah, that's what's not going to happen. Yeah, I think people need to get used to that part of it, that I don't care if everyone was vaccinated. We're not getting, quote unquote, past the whole COVID thing anytime soon. Um, and it's certainly not, I, I, probably ever. It, it, you know, things are going to be fundamentally different, period, no matter what. Um, so get used to it. Get used to that, right? Don't get anxious to get back to the, the old normal. Um, and maybe that's, uh, God, maybe that's part of it too. Who knows? Maybe that's just the resistance is... I just want things to go back to normal before the COVID. I wish it was all back. To, I wish I could quit my heels and we could all go back to normal. So do we, man. So do I. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I couldn't tell you. I would love to tell you where the good wife and I were the day that they shut down Santa Clara County. Um, don't really want to go into it, but, you know, I, I we all wish that this shit hadn't happened. I wish, you know, Donald Trump hadn't been elected president. I wish I had a pony. <laughs> we got to deal with what we got. Uh, you so, should have voted for Vernon Supreme. He, right. First of all, Donald Trump would, would not have won, and you would have I, got a pony. Should have voted for Xenu all along. Anyway. <laughs> so this is a story from ABC, ABC7 News about Solano County being uh, one of the lower vaccination rates in yeah, the they state. Yeah, did, they did a study of the, the cities with the lowest vaccination rates, and wouldn't you know it, like half of the top 10 are in Solano County zip codes in the Bay Area with the lowest vaccination rates. And there's one in particular in Solano County's uh, area that have a health officer is calling a real problem spot. ABC 7 News reporter Stephanie Sierra is in the newsroom to explain what's going on. Steph. Yes, Dan, experts say these vaccine deserts or unvaccinated pockets are driving most of the transmission in our current surge. So we've created a list of those specific zip codes, but there's one neighborhood in particular that health officials are most concerned about. As the Bay Area braces for the height of our fourth surge, we're learning most of the recent transmission is spreading among unvaccinated people mingling indoors. Where a case gets into a household and transmits to other people, Delta is so much more infectious. The ABC7i team wanted to know which households in the Bay Area are most at risk. So we compiled a list of zip codes that include at least 5,000 or more of the 12-plus population that reported the lowest vaccination rates. Our analysis found some of the most vulnerable areas include pockets of Solano and Alameda counties, like Berkeley, Sassoon City, Vacaville, Dixon, and Fairfield, where between 45 to 60 percent of people living in these zip codes are not fully vaccinated. Fairfield is legitimately lower than we want it to be. This is a, there he is. a neighborhood that is, um, is, is very stressed economically. This is one where we've been putting a lot of effort into pop-ups. Dr. Bela Makiash is the health officer for Solano County, which has the lowest vaccination rate in the Bay Area. The 30% of our residents who 
have not been vaccinated, I would not describe them as hesitant as much as I would describe them as reluctant. They simply don't want to be vaccinated. Dr. Makesh says the county has ramped up efforts to prioritize vaccinations in high-risk zip codes, hosting pop-up clinics, door-to-door outreach for homebound seniors, schools and businesses, even setting up sites at McDonald's. But it hasn't worked in the zip codes like Fairfield. Some say I'd rather get natural infection and others pretty pointedly say we don't trust government, we don't trust the vaccine. How many pop-up clinics have you had in that particular? Oh, I would say at least um, at least a dozen, maybe closer to two dozen. We may get the word out and five people show up. Makiash is concerned Solano County's vaccination rates won't improve much given the lack of participation among groups most at risk of spreading the virus. Now, Dr. Macias did say over the past few months, Solano County has hosted several dozen of those pop-up clinics he was talking about in these high-risk zip codes, and they plan to continue ramping up those efforts over the next few weeks as all eyes are on the Delta variant. Stephanie Sierra, ABC7 News. So it's just anti-vaxxers. Yeah, very much so. And I love this guy, like, you know, we're ramping up the pop-ups and getting the vaccine out there, but I'm not going to follow this mask mandate. You know, it's just a bunch of hooey, a bunch of scientific mumbo jumbo. Oh, but wait. Got you know, we're doing everything we can to to vaccinate our population. Mixed messaging, bro. Come on. It was weird. Uh, Berkeley is not Berkeley that they showed is like just was seemed like the outlier. Yeah. Like those other places, I would I wasn't too surprised, but I don't know what's what's going on in Berkeley. Maybe a lot of students just. I don't even know if the students are there, but I would think maybe the students would be just too lazy to get it. Like not maybe necessarily anti-vax, but like that kind of feeling when you're 19 and you just don't think anything's going to do anything to you. True. And remember, there wasn't really a big push for teenagers and for even young people to get vaccinated right early on anyway. Um, And they were all told, oh, you're fine. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. So that's been reinforced right in there in them. So, yeah, I think that's absolutely why Berkeley is probably on that list. Um, and then the other four cities are all in Solano County. <laughs> the, the good wife and I drove through Solano today uh, on the way back from a little road trip. And I, I told the good wife, we're not getting out. I don't care if we have to, <laughs> I don't care if to pee. On the side care of the freeway. I don't care if we're uh, like, I'm bleeding from my head, you know, profusely. Like we're not stopping. <laughs> we're, we're going on to Contra Costa County, if at all possible. Um, we're definitely not stopping in Vallejo. Um, anyway, so watch out if you're in Solano County, maybe, maybe wait to get out of the car and go to go to go to 7-eleven when you get to napa chat brought up uh that that these might be more like working class kind of kind of place not berkeley berkeley's a rich area but um most of berkeley anyway uh but these places in solano maybe the people aren't having a hard time getting some time off of work or something you know some of the people i don't know man it's it's vacaville it's like what the hell do you have to do in vacaville but go to work go home and eat or you can go get the vaccine like there's it just seems like it's it, uh, and if they're doing it at McDonald's, I mean, shit. Yeah, it's open late. That you, should be getting everyone in Suisun City, right? Right, and you you get it really quick too. Yeah, I think yeah, there's there's a combination of factors. But up, 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 vaccine. I fucking, uh, but the Facebook just looms large in all of this, and I'm just like, oh. re- I'm just like really fucking pissed off that nobody in any of the news reporting brought up that Facebook is the reason people don't want the vaccine. Yeah. And out there in rural, you know, Solano County, that what they didn't say, you know, bluntly is that Solano is the most rural of the Bay Area counties. I think maybe other than technically Marin, I guess, but, you know, we all know what Marin's about. Um, so they're probably getting a lot of their information from Fox News and Facebook, more well, than likely. 
that yeah and um there could be some ways in which in a rural area maybe somebody who's elderly um might not have access to the transportation to go get the vaccine that kind of stuff true also true or not just anybody elderly you know somebody 20 that still lives with their parents and doesn't have a car yeah anyone it's just not very dense right it's rural right in nature right so it's hard to get places without you know without a ride like they need need, oh god i was gonna say they need more bird and and, uh lime scooters um you know on one hand like the dense areas are where the vaccines gonna or the virus is gonna spread the most quickly but the dense areas are also the once you have the vaccine the dense areas are the easiest place to get everybody the vaccine you know correct correct and probably can create pockets a lot quicker pockets of uh, immunity a lot quicker and maybe maybe peer pressure very much so very much so pretty um you tend and tend to get the same kind of people i think living in dense you know ur, you know uh quote-unquote urban you know communities um you know uh younger people people um who are just more more not only say civic-minded but just engaged and pumped up about doing stuff and then seniors a lot of seniors live in dense communities as well too and they're obviously worried about the covid so yeah well that sucks get your shit together solano get County. your shit together bro we'll, we'll we'll visit their board of supervisors sometime soon oh God. um so we're heading on down ballot uh to down ballot watch this week unfortunately uh no, no uh, news on uh former city council candidates running people over this week um but we'll <laughs> we'll try to we'll try to make do with san jose is a hell of a place it is a very dangerous place, um, so watch out. Although I guess it happened in Los Gatos, technically. So, um, so if you're going to get killed in San Jose, make sure it's in Los Gatos. Uh, so, following up on a story from last week, uh, we brought you the harrowing tale of some tenants at a local uh, apartment complex whose water got shut down for whatever reason, and resorted to uh, taking measures into their own hands. And this is sort of some of the fallout from that incident. No one has tested the water that the tenants tapped into, so today Gardner Health Services came to them to provide any medical attention they might need. Kashana Ashford's been worried for almost two weeks that she may have gotten sick from the water she used at her apartment. I did have a couple of days where I felt nauseous and had some intestinal upset. The water wasn't meant for drinking. It came from the fire safety pipe that tenants tapped into to fill up jugs and buckets after the water main to their apartment broke. Nobody told them the water might not be safe to drink until we started asking questions. And the San Jose Water Company told us it's risky. But the water company refused to test it. So today, after seeing our reporting, the mobile clinic from Gardner Health Services came to help. I send them the link of the news article, the uh, the news uh, reporting that you did. And he said, not a problem, Nora, we can get it out there. To give tenants some peace of mind, the medical staff checked anyone who might be worried about water they may have drunk or cooked with. We're just here seeing if anybody needs any medical attention. Gardner says it might bring the mobile unit back twice a month. Meanwhile, the water company says it tested the tenant's tap water after the water main was repaired. The test came back negative for coliform bacteria, meaning it's safe to drink. But they still won't test the emergency valve, saying that water was never meant to be used for consumption. That's scary. That's scary. Because if there are far-reaching problems that can occur because of it, then what? I'm hoping that we as a community can continue to push for them to test that water. We won't know the results of today's medical checkups because of medical privacy rules. But <laughs> residents tell us they already feel better knowing someone came out to help. In San Jose, Damien Trujillo, NBC Bay Area News. Uh, 
Don't drink the water. Well, well, I mean, the average person may not know that, but I don't know. That's true. That's true. But something like that, there's probably a sign, or maybe it's not. Maybe the sign's gone or whatever. But you would think it would say that you're, you know, it's not drinking water. Has to be some sort of some sort of signage. But anyway, I, I mean, I feel obviously feel bad for the folks. Their water main broke, right? They're just doing whatever they can, figure it out. But this is kind of like that herd mentality situation, right? Where it's like one person goes, "Oh, we can get water over here. I'll follow me. I'll get the water for you." And then one thing leads to another, and suddenly everyone's getting their water from the unpotable water main source. Um, so anyway, well, we'll see what happens when they don't have water to water their lawns. Um, at least the landlord won't. Very interesting to see Nora Campos, formerly a former assemblywoman and former city council member from San Jose in this clip. I don't know how or why she got involved. I'm sure it was maybe some sort of relationship with one of the tenants. I don't know, but very interesting. I had heard she was running for office. A, yeah, pondering a new a new run for I mean that that would be the logical reason, right? Pondering a run for city council again, uh as sort of a retread um because her district just lacks viable candidates viable structure viable organization you know reliable voters all sorts of things um so any anyone could win i could i could move over there change my name and probably win a race um but uh I, the funniest thing is i don't believe this is anywhere near her council district or the one that she would run in it's actually in my council district so that's kind of which is on the other side of town so i, I don't other side of the tracks man um so i don't understand necessarily why she's getting involved here or if she thinks this might benefit her other than getting on the news she would want to get on, yeah that's the fucking she's a politician she wants to get on the news yeah so it's it's it's, it's the, the the way that the news cycles are working these days and social media cycles are working and name id works these days it's exactly that it's it's it really has ceased to be about where something's happening it's about who sees your name and who sees something happening it doesn't really matter if it's happening in your neighborhood you saw this person they were doing this thing um and that was a good thing right just like with mr rolando bonilla who we saw last week who would be running in the same council race as nora campos right they would be running against each other even though i think rolando used to work for nora which would be really weird as a communications guy um same situation where he's He's opining and, and jumping on issues where his public, his position as a public official, as a planning commissioner, has absolutely nothing to do with the issue. But he's making hay about it. And he's getting his name out there, you know, about the issue, right? And and the average voter, the average consumer, really doesn't give a shit about that nuance. They're just saying, oh, this guy's doing something good for our community. Great. Great. So we're going to move up to Contra Costa County, and it uh, looks like they had previously banned uh, recreational cannabis sales and flavored tobacco in, in their county. And I, they're going to revisit that because um, uh, tax, tax revenue. Money. Money. In a few hours, Contra Costa County leaders will revisit the ban on flavored cannabis and cannabis vaping products. Today in the Bay's Bob Riddell live for us this morning. So, Bob, talk to us about why the county decided to take another look at this issue. Good morning, Jim Marcus and Laura. Well, the Contra Costa County Board of Supervisors wants to know what, if anything, has changed since its ban on cannabis flavor, flavored cannabis and cannabis vaping products went into effect back in 2019. So, for example, are there anything new? Is there anything new in terms of? That's all nicotine vaping products. I know. 
<laughs> regulations that they need to know about. The board has four options. One, it could keep its current ban in place for unincorporated parts of Contra Costa County, which is what staff recommends. Uh, two, it could allow cannabis electronic smoking devices uh, just for medicinal purposes. Mm -hmm. Three, it could allow all cannabis vape products regardless of the flavoring. Or four, it could allow the sale of cannabis vaping products except for flavored liquids, which typically target children. The children would look at it more appealing. And so you, they don't want that, but at the same time, those flavors give off a better cannabinoid product to help people like me, because I have a knee condition. I think it's stupid. You think the band's stupid? Yeah. Why? People should be able to do what they want to do, I guess. If it's dangerous, <laughs> they should take it away. <laughs> Get rid of it. The kids don't need to do that. Well, not anybody. The Board of Supervisors could also impose quarterly inspections on places that sell cannabis in unincorporated areas of the county. That board meets later this morning at 9 o'clock. Reporting live, Bob Riddell, today in the Bay. So that was, that was like a really poorly reported uh, story. Yes. They were showing all of these nicotine vaping products. Yes. But it was about flavored cannabis vaping products. Bubblegum kush, I guess. Um, very interesting. And the kids are targeted with those. I guess. I think I the guess. kids would I, be more likely to be targeted with the cannabis nicotine products. The flavored tobacco. Yeah, the flavored tobacco products. Absolutely, those those vaping products, for sure. Like the, um, like the youngsters are just going to smoke green bud. Right. Good stuff, right? The, and the, sticky, more, the sticky icky. The sticky icky. The sticky icky, which you can now get like at the dispensary, right? Instead of going down, going down the park and getting it from the guy underneath his cardboard box, like in the corner of the field for a hundred bucks of some shake, you can now get the, the sticky icky. But yeah, no, I, I am uh, intrigued by this. I, I, I don't know where this is going to, where this is going to end, but we'll have to follow it. But yeah, what, uh, really wish that there was a little better reporting of course it's bob riddell so it's like the it's the b team it really is so can't expect the best chat's not happy with this story at all um <laughs> i i am just telling you i feel like i know less about it than i knew before the story started <laughs> right i want to know why they were banned in the first place right i want to know you know oh, what's a moral going. panic can, can you get flour in contra costa county is that is that cool like are there are there cannabis products you know have you guys legitimized them are you taxing them according to prop uh, 64 you know uh so all sorts of questions but i doubt we're going to get answers because like i said it's a b team already covering the story so if there was any follow-up it wouldn't even be on tv it'd be one of those ap stories that you i click through sometimes and there's no video it's just a picture and, an, and a generic press release well you know you, they the pay worst. for the, they pay for the wire for a reason you pay for the best you pay for the best well uh that was down ballot watch for this week um, not a whole lot happening on the, the local uh, political campaign sphere yet, but some things will be happening very soon, I promise. And, I mean, to the extent that it was, it all got pushed out by COVID news, you know? Yeah, exactly. It was just a mess of, uh, of that this week. So so stay safe, wear a mask, get vaxxed, don't take any shit, um, and we'll see you on the other side. We'll see you at Bike Party. Um, so for another thing this week, uh, found an, a, a lovely touching story uh of course it has to do with a dog because you know we're dog people here on the plex um 
I don't even think this one even needs a lead in. I think we can just go right to it. But this is sort of the generally the segment when we like to do the the human and or animal interest. So this week, a lovely animal interest story to, to close this out and make us feel a little better. Well, after several weeks and some detective work, a missing dog in San Francisco is reunited with her family. Yes, this is the emotional reunion of Naive. Naive? A fluffy Sounds white good. terrier mix. She looks like Naive. And her owner, the dog went missing earlier this month. Animal control officers spotted the dog yesterday and she led them on quite a chase, running across train tracks, through parked cars. <laughs> Naive apparently mistook the officers for dog nappers. She was scared. She ran for five hours. <laughs> Considered a senior in dog years, but she's obviously in good shape. I'd like to say a few things on behalf of seniors. That can wait till another day. Go ahead. I'd like to say a few things on behalf of the dog. Maybe the dog's seen some of those videos of what the cops do to black people and was like, up, oh, gotta go. I'm out. I'm out. Yeah, seriously. I'm, these, these guys obviously don't know the first rule of when your dog gets out. Like, do not run after the dog. Because the, <laughs> the dog thinks it's a fucking game. So the dog's just going to go. Right. right? You, you stay put. You say like, hey, get over here. And you just don't don't chase them. Just, hey, over here, over here. And they'll stop and they will come back. They might like sniff around and be all pouty, but they'll come back. Do not chase them. They'll run out in the street and get smacked around by a car and you'll feel really bad about yourself. So don't do that. But I'm just really glad the dog survived five hours of that. I can't imagine. Um, I thought that was an exaggeration, but got some exercise in. Officers finally trapped Nayev behind a parked car, scooped her up in a net, took her to the animal shelter in San Francisco. She was then transferred to Muttville Senior Dog Rescue in San Francisco. Home social media found a lost dog alert, leading the counselor to the dog's owner and this beautiful reunion. Oh my goodness. She's been on the run for weeks. What? She does have a tale to tell. Oh, well, that's just, that's just great. Maybe I, love the, I love a reunited, reunited do- dog story. If the dog was on the run for weeks, maybe it didn't really want to go back. I that's sometimes I, th- I think about that. Like my dog is a freaking homing device, right? We could let her off, you know, miles from home. I'm pretty sure she'd find her way back um, if she wanted to. And, you know, I had a cat run away once, um, just didn't come back one night, you know, and we, fed something, we fed it. We kept it warm in the evening just like being on the street, you know, and one day probably went too far and just found another house where they'd give it food just like we did and they'd keep it warm and cold nights like we did and just liked it better what, there. What does it matter? It even doesn't even matter. Like it just, it, it wasn't all that attached to us maybe, right? It was a street cat to begin with. So maybe it's just, you know, that's how it rolls. And just because it was with us for seven years or whatever, it doesn't make it like, you know, ours or didn't, didn't attach him. So he, he wanted a divorce. So he went. Um, but yeah, great to see that this dog came, uh, was returned. It looks like pretty happy with its owner. So that's good to see. Yeah. Um, uh, well, thank you for another lovely episode, Producer Dave. Yeah. Um, thanks everybody for hanging out for Down Ballot. You can check this show out on all your podcatchers. If you're listening to this, to this for the first time, make sure you're subscribed to it on your podcatcher of choice. And go ahead and follow us on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Echoplex Media. Send us some subscribes. Hit that subscribe button, mash it. Give us some, give us your hard-earned show bucks. We will make it worth your while. I guarantee it. All right, this is Break the Universe by Satabria, and uh, I'll be back with Red Light. Thank you, sir.